Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Tech Talk, um, a podcast where we talk about various technical topics uh, related to computers and IT and anything to do with the current technological advancement and all the popular topics that people are talking about. Um, a lot of the times, you know, we we talk with our friends or colleagues, and we don't actually know the, you know, the we don't have the foundational understanding of all of these uh, upcoming topics. So we try to cover these topics in a in a basic way, so you can, you know, in in a social setting, you you know what you're talking about to a degree. Um, so today we decided we are going to talk about desktop and how to build a desktop from scratch. Um, this is uh, this is actually a very interesting topic for me and Amit, both of us, because we have um, uh, we have been in you know interested in computing for a long time and we have both built our own desktop PCs from scratch and um, it it covers the hardware side of computing uh, with the software side quite well and uh, uh, nowadays obviously you know many people are working from home and uh, when we're working from home it's good to have a good powerful machine to enable us to perform better when when we are uh, using our computer so for this reason a lot of people have opted for you know investing into a good desktop PC um, and for that it's good to have that knowledge on how to build it and what are the things to consider and a lot of things actually needs to you know you need to know a lot of you know um, small details on how to you know the permutation and combination of each of the hardware then how what's the best way of uh, building the whole PC so I think this is a good good topic for us to cover hopefully our audience will get a lot of benefit out of this talk and um, yeah I mean we are also very very excited to talk about it so um, yeah building building a desktop from scratch Amit what's uh, what's your thought on it I think it's a it's a uh, great topic, uh, Renat. Especially during COVID times, a lot of us are, as you rightly said, are stuck at home, and we have been working from home for almost a year, more over a year now. Uh, we mm -hmm. went into lockdown last March, um, and it's uh, April 2021, so it's more than a year. So yes, um, I think working on a good uh, machine is good. Uh, I think laptops became popular for a certain um, period of time because people were traveling and the people working from cafes and uh, offices like WeWork, uh, co-working spaces, etc. And laptops became very popular. But when you don't have to travel um, and you have the comforts of your home, you want to invest in a good PC, powerful PC, as you mentioned, getting rid of the laptops and having a couple of monitors uh, so that you have more screen space. Um, and uh, I think it's it's a it's good to have. Um, I I currently have a PC with three monitors, um, and then I have another laptop uh, that's connected to two different monitors. So yes, uh, so it's two two home office, one for me and one for my wife. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 quite important these days. Plus, I think uh, with a PC, uh, because it's uh, located in one place, uh, you can uh, control the temperature. You can. Uh, uh, put some cooling in place, etc. With a laptop, it's very difficult to do that. You can overclock the processor, etc. So yeah, I mean, lots of fun stuff. So I think it's a it's a good uh, topic uh, to cover today because um, in, in during COVID, a lot of us stuck at home, working, 
I think it's it's a it's a good thing to do. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yeah, no, you have a really good setup it looks like with uh, multiple monitors and stuff like that. I mean, I I also, you know, thought they would be good good. I mean, even before the covid started, I thought um um I I I always wanted to have a really powerful desktop setup and uh, I did instead of instead of having uh, multiple monitors I decided to buy a giant TV <laughs> so I bought a 51 inch carved Samsung TV wow. and used that my monitor um and uh, yeah I mean the the real estate I have in in you know it's a 4K monitor so like I can I can have like six screens inside my tv and uh, you know six laptop size screens so yeah is uh, is important to you know when we're talking about desktop uh, building a desktop yeah monitor is also or, or the display device is also an important thing to think about and how the the bandwidth or the uh, processing power it will take and how the processor will support that that's another thing to think about So yeah, um my setup is also my I did my setup before um the covid started but yeah I I had always you know for last 10 years I've always used laptops but then I thought you know what laptop is really good to be mobile to to take on, take your data with you wherever you go and you know have the ability to do any kind of computing on the go but there are a lot of limitation of desktop as well i uh, sorry a lot of limitation of laptop um um the processing power is to be to to is one of the main ones um but yeah so and obviously during covid times there are now more need to to have or, or rather than need it's just more you know it's more easier or or it is more enabling to have a desktop pc because you're not now you know there is less need to be mobile and um, why not take this opportunity to have a really powerful machine to work on so yeah i mean it is uh, is is it, that is one of the exciting things about uh, working from home and uh, yeah i mean so what um shall we discuss what what uh, shall we discuss uh, in the beginning shall we discuss the individual components that goes in a desktop yeah PC? so i mean um, yes i mean individual components i mean anyone who's interested in building a pc they need to mm-hmm. know what a pc is and what are we talking about when we talk about building and mm-hmm. building is actually just the uh, cpu once you have the cpu <coughs> set up all the other accessories you connect to the cpu so that you have your uh, pc ready but when we talk about building it's mostly we are talking about the box the big box that has all the components and through which you connect all the peripherals like your mouse your keyboard your monitors uh, your speakers etc yes. so yes so so when we whenever we let's let's talk uh, let's start talking about the components so when we start i mean start talking about any computer we always think about the processor and that's what dictates the uh, the overall build so it so whatever you want to do it always starts with what processor you want to use do you want to use an intel processor or a amd processor or um, do you want to use apple is currently not making any uh, i mean apple also has their own uh, computers uh, which are desktop models um, and uh, you can i think what's the what's the name of the apple version for the computer uh mac apple mac 
Apple Mac. Yeah, Apple, Apple, Apple Map, Mac. I think you can make Apple. Uh, sorry, you cannot make Apple Macs. Uh, you cannot customize. You can customize them online, but uh, you cannot uh, build one of your own. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to um, source all the parts and make one yourself. So the only thing you can um, work on is a Windows-based machine or a Linux-based machine. So an operating system yes. that's um, either Windows or Linux, and then based on that you use the uh, processor. So I mean, we talked about one aspect of personal computer, uh, which is work from home and working actually um, using a desktop computer. But sometimes the desktop computer is too powerful and it doesn't justify the cost uh, with which you, um, the, the cost that you um, incur while building it. So normally what people do is they build a PC when they want to do gaming or streaming or video editing. Yeah. Um, so th- these are computer intensive uh, processes where you n- need a very big, um, a powerful processor. You need a lot of uh, memory. And because you are um, using a very computer intensive process, you also need some cooling. So you will have a liquid cooled system or a air cooled system. So you'll need fans or you'll need, if it's a water cooled system, then you will need water and pipes running along the um along the motherboard and other components to cool the system down so gaming is a big aspect video editing is another aspect and a lot of people uh, do streaming these days on twitch so they play games or they're doing something so they do streaming so that's uh, another aspect of um, uh, using a desktop a pc so when we start about when we start building a pc we think about the processor amd intel so if we the moment we decide which processor it is we have to t- uh, decide what's the type of the processor is it a 32 bit processor is it a 64 bit processor is it a arm based processor arm so those are uh, very low powered uh, processors that consume very less energy um, and those are mostly the ones that you see on your mobile phones so arm based processor are mostly on your mobile phones and tablets and even smart watches so what architecture is it and once you have the processor then you think about the motherboard and the motherboard is uh, uh, like a bus and it has got everything all the, all the all the cabling or everything is uh, laid out and you just have to connect your the, the different parts so you have the processor you put it inside the motherboard and then you install the ram then you install your hard disk and then if you have a graphics card you install that then any cooling and then you have a power supply unit um, and then you put it inside the the cabinet in which the motherboard is housed with the fan and the hard disk um, and then you connect your keyboard mouse uh, monitor and speakers so essentially these are the components and we can talk a bit more detail about each of them Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you covered most of the components. Um, and, and to be honest, when you are building a desktop PC, how, you know, which, you know, which model or which, um, um, you know, which type of um, each of the components would go best with one another is the biggest challenge. And, you know, also it needs to be bespoke based on the things that you need. For yes, example, yes. 
um, you know, when I was building my PC, uh, you know, the first question was whether I'm going to go with Intel processor or an AMD processor. I went with AMD, and that has, um, you know, <laughs> that has been an interesting experience. The reason I decided AMD is because AMD, you get more processing power for cheaper price. Um, yes. Because yes. Intel is usually the sort of the... Um, you know the leader in 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 processing uh, you know the, the this whole um you know coming up with new technology in within the processor so they have to spend a lot of money on research and development and that money obviously trickles down when you are buying the processor itself uh, amd obviously you know kind of um, has <laughs> and this this is just a theory that i have heard from someone that amd has to spend less money on research because it it, it is not not you know, not sort of uh, pioneering the the technologies. Oh no no no, uh, Renat, AMD is actually caught up quite a lot, especially when it comes to now gaming. So hmm. I've, I've been watching a lot of YouTube channels, and people are now saying that AMD processors are much better than Intel processors, especially when it right. comes to um, uh, multi-thread uh, computer games, etc. And uh, AMD processors, yes, they used to be cheap because of course the technology was a, a bit behind compared to Intel, mm -hmm. but they have now caught up. And there, and there are some um, uh, applications where AMD processors are much better than Intel processors. And Intel processors are now lagging. And uh, AMD oh, is right. now leaders in those segments. And um, yeah, so AMD, AMD has caught up now. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's still, I think, uh, cheaper uh, compared to Intel, of course, because yeah. I think Intel is a big brand and a lot of corporates and everyone, they tend to buy from Intel because they don't, uh, AMD is still uh, not that trustworthy, but that scene is changing. A lot of people right, are right. investing in AMD. Okay, well, for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons, I went for AMD. Because, I mean, overall, after doing some research, I realized that you could get more processing power in total um, for your money. And um, you know, that's ultimately, you know, the brand is less meaningful yes. when you are looking for, you know, a processor, you know, whatever Absolutely. we do, you do your job better. That's the point. So I went with AMD. But one of the things that I have faced is um, uh, virtual uh, machines, creating virtual machines. So one of the one of the things that I I, I, I was going to, you know, one of my target to do in, in, in a like a high high spec uh, desktop computer was to have a few virtual machines that would be residing inside and then I can do different kind of tasks in different virtual machines and um, creating those virtual machines need um, the pro you know you need to set up the processor in a way and then you also need to make sure the BIOS settings in the motherboard is correct when so um, for Intel it was actually quite easy and um, the default setting allows you to do you know uh, it, it kind of syncs with the motherboard quite well but with AMD I remember after setting up the whole PC I had to spend like a day or two just to do the enough research and enable um, the virtual machine, uh, you know, the virtual machine capability within the AMD processor. So, I mean, obviously, you have, <clears throat> you know, when when you when you buy processors, you have different cores and multi-threading and stuff. So, when you create a virtual machine, so you need to dedicate these cores, um, you know, the 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 processing powers into different machines, and uh, that 
needs to be set up correctly and in AMD it's not impossible at all it's very much possible and I am running you know at least I have run at at point uh, 7 to 10 virtual machines in my desktop PC but um, yeah it just took a bit of time for me to do the research and uh, set it up to begin with but yeah um, as you said I mean yeah the, you've mentioned all the all the important components processor motherboard these are the first two that I would start with and then there is the RAM and then hard drive and then all of the things that you mentioned I think um, the peripherals are also quite important which uh, one of the things that we take for granted is when we buy a laptop we kind of you know the webcam and the microphone is kind of given <laughs> so you know it, it will be there so I mean this is one of the things that I did when I uh, bought all the components for my desktop PC I bought everything and set everything up and then I turned on and then I thought oh, okay let me you know call someone on zoom and then I realized hey <laughs> I don't have a webcam or microphone because <laughs> it, it's so much for granted that you yes, didn't think yes. about it but yeah you have to buy a separate webcam and also a microphone or or, or you you know maybe the monitor will have a integrated microphone with it or even you know actually if you buy you know the dedicated you know computer monitors nowadays it it usually also comes with uh, uh, a webcam or a microphone but you you have to be aware of it um, uh, yeah and other peripherals in, include um, a, a Wi-Fi adapter or a root yes. um, I, I had that experience. <laughs> so if if your PC is sitting very far away from the router, say on a different mm -hmm. floor, uh, and you can't get a Ethernet cable, uh, mm -hmm. then uh, from your router to your PC, then you would need a, a separate adapter, and that was a good experience I had. So I have a desktop. Uh, I have an adapter for that as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so these peripherals are. are and quite... and one more Bluetooth adapter. Ah yes, yes, yes. So luckily, my my casing itself had um, integrated Bluetooth uh, okay. in it. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. These are these are some of the important things to uh, to think about. All, all, in laptop, that the, that's the benefit of a laptop. That all the essential things you know that we've now come you know come become used to. Um, they are all integrated in a laptop. But uh, when you are thinking of getting a desktop, yeah, you have to think about all of these additional peripheral devices that uh, that go with it yes yes um, I mean um, I, I had the same thing and it's actually quite interesting right I mean we are talking about building something from scratch with a laptop everything is built it's uh, you can customize it online so if you go to a Dell website or a Lenovo website you can actually customize what camera what processor what hard drive but uh, they they build everything and they give it to you and then if you want to change it you have to unscrew it and sometimes it voids the warranty so, yes. so you cannot replace everything I mean of course you can but of course it will void the warranty so mm -hmm. what you tend to do is you just stick with it and uh, you don't do much so like <laughs> I have a, a Dell Latitude um, uh, laptop and I wanted to upgrade the RAM so what I did is I bought some extra RAM and then I checked how to upgrade it online and then I saw that it's a very easy process but of course I had to make sure that I had the right RAM uh, for my machine because they will they'll come in different formats so it, it has to you have to get it right so anyway so so yes so with a PC you have the ability to customize every single thing I think that's that's the difference between Android users and iOS users with Android users yeah. you want the ability to customize every single thing on your smartphone but with iOS 
you can still do customization, but not to the extent on which you can do with Android. You can sideload apps. You can, um, <laughs> e even if that app is not available on the Play Store, you can install it. You can do so many things. You can, you can crack the OS. You can install your own version on the hardware. Mm -hmm. So th there's so many crazy things you can do. And I've done it on my smartphone as well. Uh, but of course, it'll void your warranty. So <laughs> please be careful uh, before you do any of these things. With with the PC, again, uh, because of the ability to customize, uh, and you rightly said, we have to be very careful of, of which components um, work with what uh, other components. And I think you mentioned a website uh, recently uh, when you went when you wanted to design your uh, PC. Can you mention the name of the yes, website? Yes, yes. Absolutely, yeah. I was actually waiting to mention it because this 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 website was a game changer. That was it was really helpful. Um, it's it's called PCPartsPicker.com. Uh, we'll obviously you know um, uh, add the links to it in the description. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is it is it is it is such a helpful website where you can actually um, pick. You know, say for example, you know only you only know which processor you want. You choose the processor, it will tell you all the motherboards that are compatible with that processor, all the casing, including every every single other things that goes, you know, uh, that goes, you know, that is compatible with each of these components. You'll be able to see it, you'll be able to build it, you'll be able to, you know, save that build and share it with your friends and your friends can then using that link go and edit it for you. I mean, maybe you have someone, an expert friend who will help you decide which components are gonna be the best. So, um, you, you know, it, it's really good website. And then it also, you know, uh, gives you links to where you can buy these parts, you know, uh, right on, the, on that list. So, of course, you know, those are affiliate links and that's how they make money, but, um, you know, is you know they they really provide really good value, and I would very much recommend if you are building a PC, definitely go to this website, PCPartsPicker.com. And um, yeah, I mean, for me, I I knew which processor I wanted, and you know, but then I wasn't very much sure about the motherboard. I mean, I, I motherboard usually because you know it, it's it's one of the you know core parts to building a PC, but you know it's it's not one of the like the cool parts like you know you want to talk about oh, how cool your graphics card how advanced your graphics card is but not many people talks about motherboard uh, yes. although it's it's the main essential part that holds everything together um, so I actually had less um, knowledge and understanding of you know which motherboard would be the best and um, I all I knew was the bus speed and um, you know based on the bus speed but that's not the only thing you want to look for when you are choosing the motherboard you know you want to see what other integrated you know features are there and whether it can take different kind of hard drives you know nowadays there are there is a new hard drive called NVMe hard drive and you know maybe you want that hard drive and for that your motherboard needs to have that capability to install that hard drive in it so you know there are various uh, you know things to consider for that kind of motherboard and I, I knew which processor I wanted to go with but then you know when I went to that website it gave me a list of all the motherboards that are compatible with that processor so I mean you know that made my life so much easier and I, I got to choose from that list so I, I didn't have to you know completely get lost in all the different models of motherboards that are out there 
and then once you choose the motherboard um, then you know there, there are other things like for example the casing I mean you know, obviously a lot of people are you know um, wants to uh, spend some money on a good-looking casing with you know lights and other you know other sort of bells and whistles in it yeah. For me, I'm I'm more of a functional guy. I mean, for me, I, I I have no you know bearing or no interest in in how it looks as long as it's, it, it, it 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 has it brings the functional value. I mean, it, it's really you know it has a lot of features and um, that kind of things in it. So I was not very interested in. Um, how the casing looks but I just want to get the cheapest one which is compatible with everything and for that you know there's so many different kind of casings in the market from different vendors and with so many you know features and cool things and um, I didn't want to spend time on looking for casing I just want the most basic casing but that will you know go with the motherboard and fit all the hard drives I want to install and things like that and it gave me you know the best one you know I didn't have to spend more than a minute on the casing because yeah. of um, this uh, so yeah absolutely um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm you know there might be more websites like that but um, um, you know, it definitely is a good idea to take help from from such a website to to ensure compatibility of all of these different components that you're going to put together. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's quite helpful because even I was looking at that website the other day, and it's quite uh, useful because the moment you enter the processor name, it'll <coughs> list you all the compatible parts. So uh, moving on, I mean, we know what a processor is. Processor is something that takes input and gives you an output based on certain calculations. So you tell it, uh, give me the result of one uh, multiplied by two. It'll give you the output two, but you send it to the processor. It calculates. It gives you the output. So that's what a processor does. Now the processor has to take inputs uh, and give outputs to other parts. So like a hard disk, uh, a graphics card, and the random uh, the RAM. So it has to connect to a motherboard. So the motherboard is uh, like a network of roads which are connected to the different parts of the city. Um, and you can say mm. the high street is uh, where the uh, processor is. And from the high street, you go to your leisure center, you go to your schools, you go to your hospitals, and um, and that layout is defined on the motherboard. So when we talk about RAM memory, so you store your um, files in hard disk, but you don't uh, do all the performance or the calculation from your hard disk directly. You first load it into the RAM, which is the memory, and there all the calculations get performed and RAM is actually much faster than hard disk and when I say faster it means read and write speeds how quickly can you write to the hard disk how quickly can you read from the hard disk so whatever the speeds are for a hard disk it's much much faster for a RAM or a memory as they call it so so suppose you want to load uh, Adobe Photoshop. So when you start Photoshop, it gets loaded into the RAM. And that's why people talk about uh, having more RAM because the application sizes are now increasing. Adobe Photoshop may be 3 GB. So you need at least uh, 4 GB RAM to load the whole software. Otherwise, what happens is you can still work. But what happens is it gets loaded onto a hard disk. So what the computer does is it creates a space in your hard disk. It treats that as... Uh, memory but because the speed is slow your performance reduces so that's why you want to have high speed memory where you can quickly load and offload applications that you 
want to play with like games like video editing softwares photo editing softwares which are very high uh, memory intensive because you have to load the whole application so you have the ram and the hard disk hard disk for storage memory for uh, running the application so then so just one one thing to add here amit as well i mean you know since we're talking about memory we also have to talk about the cache memory that is situated in the in yes, the motherboard yes. Yes. So there are like three levels of memory as you said the second and third level is the RAM and the hard drive but the cache memory which is a very small amount of memory um now I mean before like 10 years ago it used to be a few kilobytes you know 64 kilobytes and that used to be you know <laughs> the cutting edge but nowadays you have like cache memory as high as maybe 16 megabyte or 32 megabytes even but this is the most like fastest memory yes, yes. that the processor has as access to and it's not even so this is actually physically located closer to the processor in the motherboard when you connect you know where you place the pro- processor it, it, it is the fastest accessible memory where you you know the computer the operating system keeps the most frequently used information there yes um and it's even it, because it you know you don't need you don't want to waste time you know you know going through the roads in the motherboard the the it's physically located closest to the processor and the fastest technology of you know memory to to be able to like you know get the information in a snap the quickest and then uh once that part you know once the cache memory is filled up then it goes to the next level which is the ram and then it goes to the next level once yes that- yes you're right i think uh, cache is the fastest uh, memory yeah and um, i mean i i have a very beautiful example which i use quite often when in i have to explain cache to people so suppose you go to a library and you ask a librarian i want a book and the librarian gives you that book say it's a harry potter book and you issue it and then you read it for some time and you uh, return the book back to the library the librarian keeps it and he puts it back to the bookshelf now someone else comes and he also requests he or she also requests for the same book now the librarian thinks every time someone asks me for this book and this book seems to be quite a uh, uh, i mean a lot in demand i have to go back to the bookshelf and fetch the book and um, so i waste some time fetching the book returning mm-hmm. the book to the bookshelf what if i keep the book with me where mm-hmm. i am sitting in my reception desk mm-hmm. so i don't have to now go back all the way to the bookshelf to re- retrieve the book the book is with me if someone comes i just give it directly from my reception desk so that is cache so instead of storing everything in your storage you load something close uh and something that's repeatedly accessed and something that is heavy so some, something like an image uh, you cache it something like an instruction that you use repeatedly you cache that and that's why it's those repeated uh requests that are cached and um and it makes the request seems very fast so you're still issue uh, getting requesting for harry potter but now you can uh, issue the book quite quickly because you don't have to go to the bookshelf and uh, come back so i i give this example uh, to explain to people uh, how caching um, what caching means 
so yes rightly pointed uh, so you have the processor you have the level 1 2 3 cache uh, cache yeah. and yeah, then you have the ram and the uh, hard disk so this this talks about the storage and how you access the different files on your machine and then you have gra graphics card so now why graphics card is important so these days what is happening is we have a lot of ui intensive uh, applications uh, say for example a video game uh, a game has a lot of graphical content so there are a lot of um, uh, um, i mean what do you say polygons or pixels and they have to be connected and they have to be, and we have to calculate how the image should change from the previous image and the way it's done is um, you have all the pixels and there is a physics engine defined say suppose i shoot someone how that person or how that object should respond to the bullet so there is a there is a physics rule involved so where you say okay whenever i hit something object say if it's a concrete or a glass then it should behave this way so you define the physics so that's the physics engine then you have the rendering engine how how what should i display how big should be the size of the image uh, how many frames per second should i display etc etc all these things so instead of asking the processor to do all that you off you you offload all that calculation to a graphics card so graphics card does all the calculation and only for this images only for the graphical uh, user interface the, the gui part uh, they take care but not the regular windows stuff uh, the regular windows stuff the processor can still take care but the memory intensive like a video game or say video editing photo editing that's where the graphic yeah. card uh, the graphics card uh, comes into picture so now you have all the all the main things you have the motherboard processor the ram the hard disk and the graphic card now what else do you need so the the main thing now you need is power supply so power supply is very important so based on the wattage of all the components on in your machine and plus uh, an estimated wattage of how much uh, extra wattage you might need when say you connect a monitor you connect a keyboard you connect a mouse you connect a power uh, a wifi adapter etc etc you connect a a webcam so based on all that you would have to calculate a wattage so normally you go for 600 650 800 or even 1000 watt power socket power supply unit psu as it is called mm -hmm. and once you decide that 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 box will power your entire system or your computer and that box will have a, a small fan to uh, cool it so it will constantly run and that's the slight noise that you get if you have a sensitive mic it'll pick up the fan noise even though you your human ears can't hear it so now you have that fan but suppose you are running games quite a lot so your pc tends to get quite hot so then you would need extra fans for cooling and that's where you would look at okay uh, do the fans make a lot of noise uh, how do they look etc etc and uh, when you were talking about the cabinets arena that's mm -hmm. where gamers come because gamers want a fancy uh, cabinet uh, not just gamers but sometimes even desktop users want a fancy cabinet with those neon lighting rgb lighting uh, mm -hmm. and uh, whenever the fan kicks in the rgb light changes the color etc etc and the yeah. uh, and the different parts of the machine has a different rgb setting so you can look at which other components uh, suppose you have a very fancy nvidia graphics <laughs> card then you want to highlight that so yes mm -hmm. so um so yes the fan the power supply unit and then comes the cabinet
a cabinet right think of a cabinet as a as a briefcase or a suitcase or a bag mm-hmm. so they come in different forms so there are different form factors but essentially it's the same thing it it it's a, it's a, it encapsulates everything inside it so it stores the motherboard hard disk ram everything inside it and it gives it a place to uh, lock to screw so you can move the box and pick it so it's like similarly putting everything in a suitcase so you put you pack all your clothes put it in the suitcase lock it and then everything in the suitcase you can move from one location to another and then you unlock and then you can take all the stuff out in this case we don't take the stuff out but you have a briefcase a suitcase uh, a cabin bag a check-in bag different sizes uh, so similarly cabinets come in different form factors you 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 can have a small fam form factor or a big form factor and based on that it'll tell you whether you can have a small graphics card or you can put a big graphics card so yeah that that covers the gamut <laughs> of the pc Yeah 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 the casing i mean a uh, cabinet or casing um of 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 the pc is actually yeah i mean uh, now that you mention i realize it is actually quite important and uh, um it, it, you know some thought you need to put in some thought into it when you are when you are deciding what to buy so for example i when i uh, uh, set a mine i had some i had some old external hard drives now i knew that um i'm going to you know which i i'm not going to use the external hard drives like it is now but i'm going to break it down and take the hard drives inside and use that as as some additional storage in my in my pc so i had two of these and then i also bought you know the the main hard drive that i'm going to use for for the desktop pc so i ended up with three different hard drives and the casing has to accommodate all yes. these three hard drives that and then you know if you want to put a you know really extravagant graphics card it also is bigger in size and it would need its own cooling system so you need to know that the casing is big enough to to accommodate that and also based on the casing you know you might need um, you know liquid cooling system for your processor and then that needs to match with the casing size that you're buying so yeah casing is actually quite important and it it it, it you know obviously it encases the whole of your system so all of these things are uh, needs to come together and the casing i would say go you know if there is option go to go towards the bigger size of 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 casing so in future if you, that's one of the biggest benefits of having a desktop pc over a laptop is that in future in 2 years time you can go through an upgrade without having to throw away the whole thing you know you yes. can upgrade the ram you can upgrade the graphics card all separately and to your choice so the casing will enable you to do that if you if you buy too small of a case too compact and then 2 years time you know a new very awesome graphics card comes in with all of these awesome you know um cool bells and whistles but your casing is not big enough to accommodate that then obviously this is this you know then either you have to replace the casing which means you have to break apart every single thing that you have or you just have to settle with a less less uh, less cool graphics card uh, or you know if you you know you might want to add another hard drive in in future if, even that you know you might you, you, your casing needs to be able to have that um you know um uh, place to put your ex additional hard drive in 
so yeah it's, it's very important to actually know which casing you want uh, rule of thumb I would advise just go with the bigger size um, yeah. you know the yeah. biggest size that you know that you can um, I mean obviously you know you have to also think about your room space and where you're gonna put the PC um, but yeah I mean however much your room or your you know desktop table would allow um, get the biggest size and also you were mentioning about the power supply um, you know the uh, PSU unit and um, uh, you know just wanted to add a little bit on that as well I mean obviously you can do all the calculation of all the different components it's gonna power and then add it all up and know that what you know how much power you know how what's the power supply you need but obviously you want to add a, you know a, a quite a bit extra like for example I added and I, I mine came up to be about 600 watts but I bought a 850 watt uh, uh, PSU unit because in future if I wanted to add something else or you know replace a component in my computer then I can you know um, then I'm not gonna be in trouble and my power supply unit will still be able to handle it and also you don't want to max out the power supply anyway I mean if, if you know if you're if you need 650 watt and you bought 650 watt you will always be at its highest full power and that's not the that's that's not the best ideal way to run a, a PC it will always yes. be too hot and stuff like that so you should always buy you know give plenty of room so you know if you get 200 watts extra because you're gonna add other things that you haven't thought about you know keyboard mouse of course and then the webcam and then you know you if you want to add an additional speaker you know okay speaker might get power from the you know main power supply but it will still be you know having the connection the electronic connection uh, with it so that's uh, you know all of these small things add up and uh, it's very important that you you know make sure that your power supply unit can accommodate all of these things and comfortably accommodate so we would very much urge the audience to definitely you know you know, this is an investment that is important investment to buy extra power when you are buying your power, choosing your power supply unit. Yeah, because uh, I I I I upgraded my power supply unit from six hundred to uh, eight hundred. My mm -hmm. uh, CPU went kaput. It just <laughs> suddenly burst, and then I realized my PSU actually burst because I think there was a huge surge in uh, power demand, and it could not cope. So I I ordered a new CPU uh, PSU. Now again, because my cabinet was small, I had to look at the size, and I had to get the same size of PCU but with a higher wattage. So again, if you have a bigger cabinet, then it gives you that flexibility. But sometimes bigger may not be better. So it all depends on what you want to build and what your components are because the different form factors are there for a reason because it suits different needs some people like it small some people like it big uh, fancy other thing the other thing is cabling so when you have all these components you have to connect them with, with cables and the cable management is also important because that also dictates how the heating gets dissipated how the airflow is happening inside the uh, cabinet so if you manage your cables neatly the airflow is good uh, the the systems are cooled nicely but if you just uh, randomly uh, put the cables in and just chuck it in um, without uh, putting cable ties then it it uh, doesn't improve the airflow and it's very difficult to see which component is where and when you have to remove a component you have to remove everything 
so it's important yes. plus you can stack horizontally or vertically you have racks for hard drives so it's it also depends on how easy you want to um, install or remove a component from a motherboard or this and cooling uh, i mean we went we talked about cooling cooling for the whole um, whole system also the graphic card separately or even the processor the processor can run as high as 80 to 90 degrees celsius which is quite hot so you need to put a um, um, like a uh cooler air air cooled or uh, liquid cooled um uh, device so that it keeps the processor cool and uh, and and then once you i mean we talked about power supply but remember uh, usb devices uh, get their power supply from the usb socket so the moment you connect some usb device it actually uh, runs on the power from that usb port and also um um i mean talks i mean the, the data transfer also takes place from the same port so you're talking about power and data from a single port that's why it becomes so popular so you can um so the moment you connect a usb webcam a usb wifi adapter your smartphone your mouse your keyboard f- uh, to multiple usb ports they start consuming power so that's why the wattage is quite important otherwise you can you can either damage your uh Uh, peripherals you can damage your system because if it's running on a low voltage uh, low wattage uh, then it will not be able to run uh, to its uh, uh, maximum potential yes yes absolutely absolutely so yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean yeah, finding out the right combination and permutation between all of these things are very important and yeah as you mentioned your your example what you've you've experienced is is the perfect example that you know you you might think the casing is is the least important part when you are building a pc but no actually you know that that's what made you adapt to a smaller size power supply unit and then you know if you went you know bound by it then you probably would have done something completely different so yeah i mean each of these parts are has you know is has its own importance and uh, definitely you know try to whenever you know th- th- these these parts that you think are less important try to um choose one that is very accommodating so when you're trying to update the more important things like graphics card or hard drive you're not restricted by these 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 smaller parts um speaking of hard drives actually i i wanted to add a bit more on on hard drives and different types of hard drives yes. there are so yeah i mean all of these components has different types and you know you've you've explained the different processor and motherboard etc but with hard drives um it is interesting because there is you know one type of hard drive that has been there that technology has been there for 20 years and you know when i was when i was a kid i was i think even before i was a teenager i i started you know taking apart my my computer at home and you know i was you know i was asking my mom and dad to buy me another hard drive which is more powerful and at that time the hard drives were uh, had the magnetic disks uh, with the with the rpm uh, 5200 or 7600 yeah. rpm yes. and even nowadays uh, after all these years decades uh, that technology still exists that kind of hard drive still exists but now there are newer better technology as well also so before there were id hard drive i, I can't remember there were magnetic disks um which so is those are traditional available. hdds and now you have ssds yes 
hard disk drives and then you have the SATA kinds as well which is uh, a little bit faster than the traditional ones and then right you know while I was building my PC that was you know about two years ago so it is still quite new technology is the NVMe kind of hard drive so that's like flash drive like that's not that doesn't even look like any other kind of hard drive yeah. that looks like a chipboard and that gets installed directly into your motherboard and that's what I, I I purchased when I was building my desk and I was like wow this is really cool because this is connecting directly to the motherboard so the speed you know there there is no a lot of speed being wasted in different connection types and things like that and the thing looks like a chipboard and it's you know it's like flash drive so the fastest kind of way to store information is 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 that and it, it's and no so moving much... parts yes yes no, no moving move... parts or no noise so the hard disk doesn't make a lot of noise and it's it's a very small f uh, form factor so as you mentioned it's like a chip so chip on a mm -hmm. card and you which you put it in a slot uh, so yeah it's the data transfer is high the noise is less it doesn't heat that much so mm -hmm long-lasting yes yeah, so i would i would very much recommend obviously this that as a result it's the most expensive type but i would recommend um if you are building your own pc you know maybe no you know depending on your budget you might wanna you know you might be able to afford only a small storage of like maybe 500 gig of of this kind of storage then vme but i would still recommend that for your c drive that's what I did. I have a two terabyte uh, of this NVMe in a hard drive for my C drive. And then I have an eight terabyte, you know, uh, like D drive, which wow. is, you know, which is the old, old style. So, I mean, I can see the difference. If I open C drive, it just opens up. If I double click on D drive, it takes good one or two seconds to even open up. So the difference of two hard drive performances are like really noticeable. Yes. But yeah, I, I think it's very much worth it to get this NVMe hard drive, even if it is less, like even if it is 256 GB, just get it for your C drive. So all of your application and you know anything you're running is on that. And then spend, you know, an additional, spend on an additional hard drive, which can be a slower hard drive where you can store all of your content. So, you know, all of your movies, videos, and, you know, pictures, images, and everything, you can store it in a, you know, in a traditional type of cheaper hard drive, because it is for storage, and when you want to use it, say, for example, you know, if, if you're doing a video editing with, you know, a particular set of video and images, you copy them back into C drive, and then you open up your video editing software, and it's all powerful, like, uh, things happening straight away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would very much... Um, uh, you know, advised get the NVMe or the fastest hard drive for your C drive, and then get you know a massive hard drive uh, cheaper for for storage of other content. Yeah, I I have a similar configuration. It's a five twelve gig uh, for the uh, the main uh, OS drive, and then a six terabyte for the normal stuff so just for the clarity uh for people who don't understand what a c and d drive is a, a c drive is nothing but where the operating system is installed and a d drive is any other drive including the c drive where you store all your files um, so normally uh, the thumb rule is put your operating system on one drive and all the other data in all the different drives because in case your operating system crashes you can reinstall the operating system without losing all your data 
because what happens normally is events once your operating system crashes you have to format the whole drive and if your data is on that drive it gets formatted as well so you get you lose all the access so either you store it on cloud using one drive or google uh, drive or you put it on a different drive and the data is safe and you can keep reinstalling or updating or playing with the operating system so that's a thumb rule i think we need to talk about the operating system as well and the motherboard software and bios because uh, yeah. whenever we um, start a computer so suppose you build everything and you start it so now you have to install a operating system on top but in order for you to install an operating system the the motherboard comes up with its own kind of a small um, uh, system it's called bios or basic input output system so it it gives you the power um to control the peripherals uh, how you want to access do you want to password protect anything or not and then which hard drive should load in what order because sometimes your operating system could be in say the nvme drive or the sata drive so you have to tell the motherboard which hard drive to load first so where to look the operating mm-hmm. system so it'll first look in order, yeah. that or does it have to look it in a usb drive so you have to decide the order in which you will the bio the motherboard will look for operating systems so so you have to define that and you can do that in bios and then of course when you have to first install the operating system you have a optical drive like a cd or a dvd or you use a usb drive a thumb drive and you plug it in a usb port and then you can install windows and then you remove it and then you the windows will run on its own so i think those are some of the steps as well yeah it's it's actually very, you know it's it's really good thing you did amit uh, to to explain this because this is actually quite interesting because yeah that's another thing we take for granted in a laptop you know when you buy the laptop you turn it on and you know windows and everything is installed and you know you have pre-installed softwares as well but when it's a desktop computer you have nothing installed and it doesn't even know what an operating system is so you've you know you've taken all the time you've bought all the individual components and then you know putting it all together is also quite time consuming and you have to do a lot of research you do it you know maybe redo it i had to redo mine cuz i kept making mistakes uh three <laughs> times but yeah i mean eventually after you know you built the desk you know the 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 main cpu and then you connect it to your monitor and everything keyboard mouse and then you turn it on but <laughs> there is nothing that that will happen because there is no operating system in it to to do it so yeah i mean the process as you mentioned i'll just i'll just some um, you know uh, resummarize it so you actually you know say for example you want to install uh, w- windows um you actually need a different you know you uh, go to a different machine download a windows 10 installer because that's what you have you you know now it is you know rather than any any earlier version of windows you you know presumably you would want windows 10 um go to microsoft web- website and they will let you download a installer and that you know they will let you sort of create a bootable usb or a dvd drive or th- dvd is obviously now too old nowadays you'll probably get an usb stick which will let you create a bootable uh, version of the operating system and then when you turn on the computer not turn on your machine you go to your bios settings um that's what will come up when there is no operating system uh, and then there is a there is 
something called boot order where you can say that which drive yes. would it would it you know load the operating system from and then you choose you know if it is on a usb stick then you choose the usb as the boot order the first thing where the computer should look for for an operating system and then it should just uh, the windows installer should just come up and then you get to install it in c drive and after that you you know get uh, get your um, good old computer uh, you know the the known microsoft windows um when you when you restart it next time after installing yes uh, yeah that's that's quite useful and i've done it many times i've lost so much data so every time i think i'll take a backup i forget to take a backup <laughs> and then i lose all the data so i've now started using onedrive for all the essentials and everything else for media files and photos and all i use a separate hard drive hard disk and i keep yes. uh, I keep multiple copies i think it's important for people to think about all the backup and everything as well because with a desktop or any other even laptops you need to have backups otherwise you'll lose all your personal data like your photographs your videos um mm-hmm. any anything else your personal files um for tax tax purposes you might have a lot of documents your bills uh, all those things so it's it's important uh, to keep everything uh, together um and of course uh, if you have video games then you lose all that so make sure that you take uh, necessary backups so so once you have windows loaded one thing we missed is uh, we didn't talk about linux so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. which operating system you load the concept still remains the same you still need to um load linux download maybe linux on a different machine uh you download something called as a iso file which is nothing but a copy of a cd or a dvd um and then you um copy it to um, a thumb drive but you don't copy it directly you first load the uh iso file in a in a virtual drive um and we can i mean it's it's a bit complicated but let's not get into it so it's a virtual drive so you load the virtual cd in a virtual drive and then you copy all the things onto a thumb drive or a usb drive make that thumb drive bootable because just by copying it doesn't mean that the thumb drive will boot so you have to make that thumb drive bootable and once that is done then you can um, run your linux and another in, uh, another thing that uh, we would know need to do when we install any operating system is format the hard drive so normally you would format it in for windows it's ntfs uh, file system format and then for linux it would be an ext uh, uh, 3 ext4 i think ext4 format so you will have to format your hard drive so that the file system on which you would install the operating system so the file system has to be defined first so i mean yes so there you go i mean you can now run your pc you can install games play games uh install your browser install all the other softwares and start uh, playing with it yes yes absolutely i mean I have installed Linux when I was like uh, when I was a teenager a long time ago but recently I don't actually know how the things have changed but yeah it is a it's a good good idea to cover um how it um how it is in Linux as well I mean um yeah I mean for me I I kind of self taught myself all of these when <laughs> when uh, I had my first computer my parents bought me it and then you know I I kind of took it apart and then you know 
found out from um you know from from really like uh, excruciatingly bad experiences when i couldn't turn on my computer and i had to figure <laughs> out how to fix it yes. Um, but yeah, it has been it has been really you know awesome experience to to know about all of these things and how you know how the the back end of it works. Like you know the fact that you have something called the BIOS, which you know is there even if nothing else is there. And maybe not a lot of people knows this, but even before BIOS, you also have a, like a clock in in inside the motherboard, which is always powered by battery. So, yeah, by battery. So, um, you know, I mean, you're thinking that, you know, when you turn off the motherboard, everything is turned off. But this one clock is the, and this battery is always powered and you always have this one information, which is the time. Um, the That's very time. important because I realized once uh, the battery drained out and uh, all the dates and everything went uh, to some standard time. So it's not the current time, it's some... Uh, uh, like 1980s, 90, I can't remember, <laughs> but some old time. And all the files in my system are showing some random time and date. And I'm like, what What just happened? Then I realize it's a BIOS. So it'll still work, but the internal clock is now <laughs> gone. <laughs> so so you need to have a good uh, battery. Uh, the batteries uh, last uh, quite a long time. Um, so yes, it's uh, important to be aware of that as well. <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, self-taught as well, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that could happen very rarely though that you know the battery runs out because it is you know designed or built yeah, that way a couple last. of years at least yes a couple of years i thought it would last for 10 20 years right no because... no, no 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 it depends uh, how much you use if you keep it all on all the time and everything is uh, working i think it'll drain quickly but yeah again i'm not too sure it drained out for me, so I had to change it. And then I realized it hard way. Okay, there is a battery actually on the motherboard that you need to replace. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, motherboard is yeah as as the name suggests, motherboard it is it is the glue that holds everything together. It's very important, and all of the a lot of the integrated things, a lot of the things are integrated within the motherboard as well. So. It is important to choose the right motherboard. So we've talked about graphics card, talked about um, hard drives. We didn't talk about RAMs. Do, is there anything you want to add on? So uh, RAM is uh, the memory. So we have the uh, the DDR memory, which is double dynamic RAM. Um, and it's just a uh, technology. So currently, I think it's DDR5 or DDR6 RAM, mm -hmm. um, which is the fastest. And the RAM itself has a speed. So normally when we talk about a processor, we talk about... Uh, these processor speed 3.2 gigahertz 3.4 gigahertz 2.1 gigahertz so that's the processor speed but there are of course other things how many core how many threads etc so similarly for a ram when you want to buy you will look at not just the size of the ram say 64 gig or 32 gig but also the speed of the ram because the speed is what's most important um, because that will tell you how far quickly you can access uh, data in a RAM and uh, how quickly you can write data in the RAM. Um, so yes, that's important. Uh, when it comes to hard disk, uh, SSD is most preferable. It's faster, it's quieter, and it's uh, it's more robust because it's less chances of failure because less moving parts. No moving parts actually. <laughs> so it's a flash drive. Um, and uh, it comes in different uh, form factors. So like Renat mentioned, you have um, 
hard disk drive which is the traditional magnetic drives you have a disk and then you have a header and the head reads over the disk and then you have the uh, the the ssd solid state drives and now you have even smaller which is the nvme format um, and you have different connectors so you can connect the hard disk to a pci express slot or you have a sata cable or id cable so those mm -hmm. are the different cables through which you connect a hard disk to your motherboard Mm -hmm. and then you have the graphics card graphics card there are mainly two manufacturers ati and uh, nvidia um, and uh, nvidia is most popular like intel and amd so intel is more popular so you have similarly nvidia and ati and nvidia is uh, more popular um, and the graphics card again comes on the, uh, fits in the same pci express slot so there are some slots where you put the graphics card the your network card your <coughs> other cards now bear in mind the graphic cards takes up a lot of space so sometimes it covers one or two slots and this has happened with me i wanted to install a network card but i couldn't because there was no space so because my graphic card was blocking two slots uh, mm -hmm. below and above so i could not use it <laughs> so i had three slots but uh, one slot was used and two other slots were blocked because it was so thick so so it's important um, how you build your pc because sometimes you might buy a component but then when you plug everything together it won't fit so you have to look at everything uh, compatibility wise yes yes looking at the physical real estate is also very important as you very said I, I mean my graphics card also takes up a lot of space so i had to like be very strategic about which pci slot do i put it yes. to so i have <laughs> other um other spaces is freed up and uh, coming back to the ram again you know the physical real estate of ram is also something that i i i you know whenever i'm choosing my you know choosing rams to buy i, I take that into consideration quite a bit because depending on your motherboard you might have four slots or two slots and uh, you know obviously it's cheaper to break the break down the ram in smaller denominations say for example you want 64 gig in total so you get like four 16 gig rams yes and you use up all four you know slots that you have or instead if you had 232 gig and then have to empty that way you could in future rather than replacing your existing and throwing away you know you could in future just add two of the same kind and double your uh, ram yes. output so yeah i would suggest when you're building it you know try and keep some uh, ram slots empty so you can upgrade it in future you might not need it but i think it's worth going for that you know maybe it would be a little bit expensive to buy the higher you know yeah amount of ram in one go like you know instead of 16 for 16 gig to 32 gig might be a little bit more expensive or it might not but the point is that you know you should always opt for that so you take up less space in the motherboard and then you have more space to upgrade if you want to in future and you might not need to and also there is other things to think about as well like you know you might not need you know more ram if your you know processor motherboard doesn't require it i mean you know there there is that kind of you know efficiency compatibility as well that you want to think about like for example you know if depending on the application you want to run you know you might be able to calculate the highest ram you will ever need to use because you know depending on all the other rest of the components you you will probably you know come to a point where that's just maxed out or based on the ram speed you might not need 
you know, uh, the other kind, you know, like the processor or motherboard bus speed, you it may become, you know, may make the RAM speed, uh, you know, uh, limited. Say, for example, if your motherboard is only able to um, communicate, you know, has a bus speed of something, and then there is no point having uh, in a higher RAM speed because it ultimately the data is going to yeah, travel that's... through the roads of the motherboard and you know <laughs> so yeah so these are the things to take into account um, but yeah I mean um, it is a very exciting thing to do building your own PC and you would learn so much in that process uh, it might take a day or two I mean it took me a day or two uh, but you know I can imagine you know if you are going for complicated without any experience it might take a week but in that week you would learn so much and you know planning for it um, you know obviously the websites like PC Parts Picker or you know there are other websites like that you know making sure that you bought the right you know the one the com components with right compatibility and then you know, having everything together and sitting down and then starting building, that is that is just a, such an exciting thing to do. <laughs> I am jealous of anyone who is going to do it you know, <laughs> after this talk, but uh, yeah. I feel like doing it now. But uh, I think you mentioned it uh, quite correctly. Uh, motherboard is quite important because if your motherboard, uh, the ports, the slots are not at the speed at which the ram is then there is no point of buying a high speed ram and and the same problem is with my current motherboard it's a very old motherboard and even if i buy a high speed ram it's not going to make a big difference because the fastest speed is the speed of the slot on the motherboard so, so and i think motherboard uh, you also need to consider for ports so motherboard will connect your front and back so you'll have a couple of usb ports a mic or a speaker port in the front and then an ethernet port uh, some usb ports and then um, your uh, graphic ports uh, to connect the monitors as well uh, sometimes the graphic card itself has monitors so you can connect your monitor directly to the graphic card or the motherboard itself will have some slots like hdmi or a display adapter i think that is important because when you consider connecting monitors you need to also decide which monitor you'll buy and which port does the monitor have and do you have the compatible port um, in your uh, motherboard otherwise what will happen is you will have to get a converter like HDMI to display display to HDMI HDMI to HDMI etc etc so getting the right cable is important and I have I had I had this problem I have a laptop and I've connected two monitors and uh, my laptop doesn't have multiple HDMI ports so on uh, one monitor is connected on the VGA cable and the other monitor is connected via display port and the and uh, and there is I, I think another monitor is connected via um, uh, uh, HDMI so I'm using three different types of ports for connecting three monitors not to my laptop sorry to my uh, personal computer yeah yeah so yeah, it's, it is important to see all the all the outlets, um, you know, the connection outlets you you get uh, with your motherboard. Um, and, I mean, uh, honest... also uh, bear in mind that have some spare USB ports because you might want to connect a Bluetooth adapter if your motherboard doesn't have inbuilt Bluetooth. You might connect a Wi-Fi adapter if you're not connected to the uh, using the Ethernet to your router, and then you might connect your webcam and you might uh, connect your phone, um, <laughs> uh, mouse, keyboard, etc., etc. So that's one thing. But what I found good is that these days monitors, the monitor itself comes with uh, USB ports. So like I have a Dell monitor, 24 inch monitor. It has mm -hmm. about six USB ports. Mm -hmm. 
Oh. So, so I and I've connected that to my laptop. My laptop has like three or four USB ports, but my monitor has six USB ports. I have two monitors, so I've got twelve USB ports. <laughs> so it's it's just incredible. I mean, the amount of expansion that you can get just by using monitors. So if you get the right monitor, by the way, mm-hmm. so that's that's also quite important. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, my my motherboard, had, I think, it had quite a lot of USB ports and eight, I think, and I I've used up seven of them. I just have one left now. Uh, so yeah, it is important. But another thing to think about is, you know, motherboards usually always come with, you know, a very basic, uh, you know, uh, integrated graphics card because if you didn't install yes. graphics card, it should, you know, your computer should still be able to you know, power up and it needs a very basic one. So, and that will have some outlets in it. Now, if you are buying a separate graphics card, which is very likely uh, anyone would do, um, then do not think that those other uh, graphics card outlets are gonna come into any help because you can't use both of them. At the same time, yes. Or or you can put put two monitors and one is connected to the graphic card and one is connected to your normal, port on uh, on your motherboard so that way you can still use but because one is connected to your graphic no board, i don't think I, th- I think you can connect the monitors but the problem is when you're playing a game uh, you would be only getting the output think... based on the graphic card no i think you can because i i have done the same because okay. how, otherwise how would i connect three monitors Right, right, right. Okay, because I mean, I, I when I tried it, I it didn't work for some reason. Because when I, I mean, I only have one monitor, and I, yeah. I when I have my, you know, I have when I connected it to my graphics card outlet, um, it works. But when I connect it to the my 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 motherboard outlet, it doesn't it doesn't respond. Uh, maybe because so, of the because it's a television. I don't know. So it depends could on the be. Game. I mean, it could also need some setup in the motherboard yes. uh, set. Okay, so yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, if you've done that, then of course it is. I've possible. done it. So, I uh, have a graphics card, and I have my motherboard uh, on which you have the D, uh, VGA port, uh, uh, HDMI, and then mm-hmm. a display. So I have I have like three different types of ports, and they have I've connected three monitors to one single CPU. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. In that case, yeah, of course, um, then it does work. But I mean, okay. I mean, that's the beauty of having a PC, right? You can customize it to whatever extent you want, and you can do. Uh, so I had a very, uh, I, I got this PC, um, and then um, it's it was a ready-made PC. I got it from my office, but then I over the years I've customized it. I've changed the PSU. I've upgraded the hard mm-hmm. drives. Um, I have upgraded the RAM, etc., etc. So now it's a, it's a decent machine. Um, and then I connected uh, my Wi-Fi adapter because it didn't have. Then I, on one of the USB ports, I connected a, a Bluetooth adapter so I can use a wireless mouse. So all, all those things, and it's 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 uh, yeah, that's the beauty of a PC. You can <laughs> you can play with it and you can upgrade, downgrade, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, I think we've covered a lot, and uh, this was really interesting talk, and you know, took me back, you know, reminiscing of uh, all the times I've built computers, and it is it is so exciting, and um, definitely urge uh, audience uh, viewers and listeners to sort of, you know, if you if you are thinking of you know maybe buying a laptop for for you know for your working from home purposes, consider. Uh, instead of a laptop it's cheaper overall uh, you will get a lot more processing power and overall everything is gonna you know you can get 
you know next next level better uh, more efficient uh, components than laptop because obviously in in a laptop you know some engineer had to like put everything together in a very compact way but if you're doing it in a desktop you'll get everything um, a little bit cheaper and if you don't need that mobility if you if you you know are permanently located in a place where you can you know do your computing from then consider um building your own pc and uh, it, it is a very satisfying experience i would recommend it to anyone it is it is and and one last thing before we go uh, instead of building your own pc you can just buy a raspberry pi and connect everything mm-hmm. to it <laughs> oh yes yes that's another exciting thing that would that would be another exciting project for 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 the audience as well if they want so raspberry pi is is the smallest computer you can buy um, i think for like 20 or 30 pounds 30 and then yeah. yeah and you can you can um connect all the keyboard mouse and every, and and the monitor i have done that and they will actually display it will work, and yes. you it can install a like a windows um uh, operating system in it as well and then you can basically that's the smallest computer you can buy and you can even even look at media files as well so uh, yeah that that's another uh, fun projects for for anyone to look at Anyways, so thank you so much, uh, everyone in the audience. I mean, it was quite a fun topic for us to discuss. Uh, we came with this topic very last minute, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, quite exciting because it's something that you take for granted. I mean, a lot of people we use computers on a regular basis, but we don't know what is inside and uh, what are the different components, how they fit together, how it's all connects. So when you actually build a PC, you understand uh, the different uh, components and you understand more about the PC. So whenever you face a problem, you can actually troubleshoot what the real cause is. So so whenever we talk about uh, cloud computing and, and one of the reasons cloud computing actually became popular is because you had PCs that were failing and people didn't want to take care of the maintenance. So they outsourced the problem to someone else the cloud uh, providers so the cloud uh, providers also have the same same setup like a pc but in a different form factor which are meant to run 24 7 365 days a year without turning on and off and they should be you should be able to replace your hard drives um, without shutting down the whole computer so they are built in that way but essentially they are just computers customizable built by these cloud providers so that uh, you just connect to them remotely like a virtual machine or a remote desktop um, and then you play with it and uh, once you don't need it you just turn off so all you need is basically a monitor and a internet mm-hmm. connection to connect to it so so th- th- i mean so it's it's important that all the technology that we build is built actually around that small computer Yes, yes, it is um, interesting how things expanded to our current technological advancement uh, that we have around the world. Um, but yeah, um, this was this was um, this was a good um, good talk. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, hope to see you guys again next week. Um, and uh, pretty soon we're gonna have a guest in our podcast as well. So stay tuned. Watch this space. And uh, yeah, um, let us know any feedback or any any topics that you would like us to cover. And um, also, yeah, check out our YouTube channels as well. Um, you know, we have links in in the Linktree links with with this podcast. So you know, for other useful um, websites and our web our YouTube links. So yeah, definitely um, stay in touch and uh, hope to see you guys next week.
Take care everyone. Bye. Bye.